Everybody say faith. faith. Everybody say, I've got faith. faith. I'm so glad you have faith. Um, Faith. There's three ways to use faith. Number one is we can use faith to serve. To serve. Everybody say to serve. serve. James chapter 2 would be um, the reference where James was talking to the church and he said, you say you have faith, but you, you don't have any works. And so if you don't work, you don't really have faith. And so one way to use your faith is to serve, to work. Um, so it's very possible for you to be like, hey, I've got faith, or I don't know if I have faith. And you don't know, but if you're working, you have faith. You, you wouldn't work if you didn't have faith. So, so you got up this morning and came to church. That's works. And you're believing something good is going to happen in this service. And that's why you got up, got dressed, and came to church today. That, that's evidence of your faith. So don't tell me you don't have faith today because when you begin to work, it's because of your faith. You've got to see faith in the right way. So number one, we have faith through serving. Uh, the analogy here in James chapter 2 is that we speak to someone who is naked and destitute, hungry, and we say, you know how we, we do as Christians, we say, be blessed. And they're sitting here going, what, what, I don't have anything still. <laughs> oh, you need some money? Be blessed in Jesus' name. Okay, that's not what I asked for. I, I need money. You, oh, you need some clothes? Be blessed in Jesus' name. That's what James was talking about. How we think that we have faith because we speak things that we really should be serving in. Some things don't need us to talk about them. They need us to work them. Some of our issues don't need us to talk about They need us to work, to get involved, to sacrifice. If you truly have faith, there are some things you shouldn't just speak to, but you should serve them. And so James said there's people in, there's brothers in the church, and they need us to serve them. And for you to speak to someone you can help is not faith. So the first way that we use faith is we serve. If you truly believe or you truly want to use your faith, you see something wrong that you can help, you don't need to go say to someone, be clothed if you have an extra jacket. That's what James is saying. James is saying if you truly believe that God was going to clothe somebody, you go find your extra jacket and you give it to them. If you truly believe that God was going to work and God was going to provide for someone that was hungry, then you go make an extra meal and you get some tacos and drop them off at their house because faith without works is dead. And if you really want to use your faith, uh, get your hands busy, manifest some action, do something. Don't just sit in church uh, because you have to have works uh, with your faith. Everybody say serve. We have to be very active in our walk with God. We cannot sit back. We cannot sit back. We have to understand that it's lazy to just sit around speaking blessings without wanting to be invested in the changes. We are, uh, are more increasingly having a generation now that is becoming more and more lazy and dependable on technology and doesn't know how to work. God help us if this nation ever has to go to war. I hope it's video game war because America would win. But I don't, I just, I worry about a generation that, that speaks everything and is, is keyboard warriors on the internet and everybody's got a voice, but nobody has work. 
Everybody's got a voice, but nobody has work. What we need right now is we need to put action out there and maybe stop talking so much. Everybody talks all the time. I was counseling one time with an elder in my life, and I would say, you know, my wife and I, we, we have these deep discussions. Some would call them arguments, but I like to call them discussions. And, and, and we, sometimes it doesn't go good. And you know what the elder, t- elder told me? He said, man, why do y'all talk so deep all the time? He said, why don't y'all relax a little bit? And I thought, you know, that's, that's good advice. Maybe, maybe words get us in trouble. Maybe there's some, some things in our lives we don't need to keep talking about. We need to put works behind them. W- words can hurt and damage because there's never any backup. And so I think if you really have faith, you just sometimes have to be quiet and just work. So if you want to really have faith and use your faith, maybe learn when it's time to stop speaking and start working Because there are some things you can't talk your way out of. You can't say just be blessed if you have the means to bless. Then God has given you the answer. Sometimes I think it's weird how we pray to God to to, to do things as if we're not his body on the earth. Lord, I want you to save my family without me. Because they're jerks. And I don't want to put up with them. Faith without works is dead. Sometimes I think it's interesting how we talk to God and we we don't really know how faith works. But number one, that is we have to have serving faith. Number two, number two, there is a time for us to speak and use speaking faith. Matthew chapter uh, 21 would be the reference that we would go to next. Matthew 21. Um, Jesus is traveling after doing a lot of digging out of the temple. He threw the tables over Um, He's walking by a fig tree that looks like it should produce fruit, but it has no fruit. It's a fake Christian. It looks like it on the outside, but it doesn't have true fruit. And when Jesus walked by expecting to receive from something that looked like it had something to offer, he got mad at it because it was hypocritical. Because nothing makes Jesus more upset than someone who looks like they've got something to offer, but they don't. Nothing makes Jesus more angry than someone who who can put the uniform on but has no power on the inside. So Jesus gets so mad that he curses it because it's false hope. Man, that right there is scary. God help us not be a church of false hope. God help us not be a church that looks holy but has no power, that has a shell, has an outward holiness, but no inward authority. God help us because nothing makes Jesus more upset than a church who looks like it has something to offer the world but really has nothing to offer the world. And he cursed the fig tree. He curses the fig tree in Matthew 21. And immediately it begins to shrivel up and die from the root, Mark says. And it begins to shrivel up and begins to die. And the disciples are like, what is happening? All you did was speak to it and it left. And Jesus said, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. He said, you could actually speak to a mountain and you can move it. I mean, he's blowing their minds. He said, you could speak to a mountain and say, be cast out into the sea. And if you believe it and you speak it in my name, it shall be done. And now Jesus is teaching the second level of faith. There are some things you can't move with your works. You've got to learn to speak to them. What is it in your life that you can't work your way out of? 
that you've used your faith and your serving and your work, but you can't move it because it's too big, it's too impossible, it's too great. You've got to learn when it's time to stop working against it and start speaking to it because there are some things that are too great for you to work your way out of. You've got to learn how to use your faith and speak. You are in my way. You're stopping me from going forward. I can't move you in my own work, but I can do it through the power of the name of Jesus. And you've got to go. You've got to leave. The second way to use your faith is to open up your mouth and speak to things you can't work your way out of. We are not super spiritual weirdos. We just have to know our place. There are some things we cannot do except we speak and God does it for us. But what happens in the church is we get the two confused. We speak to things we should be working for. And we work things we should be speaking for. And the problem is we don't know when to use the right one. And we walk around speaking to people who are naked and we say things like this, put your clothes on. They say, I have no clothes. I'm so glad we don't have that problem in our church today. It'd be a different kind of service today, I promise you. First of all, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how you can walk around a bunch of naked people all day and not just help them get dressed. I mean, somebody needs to have a heart for somebody. That's just crazy that Jesus had to teach on something like that. I, I promise you, you walk up in here naked, we will find you a baptismal robe. We will, we will find you something to cover up with. We will go take the covers off the couch. You're going to get some clothes on because we need to continue service. But, but the point here is we speak to the wrong things. We speak to things that need our action. Yeah, and then we try to work against mountains that we can't move. You've got to learn when it's time for you to just set down your works and realize that if God does not come through, if you don't speak, this thing won't change. You have authority in your mouth to speak in the name of Jesus, and God will perform the miraculous. If it is in your way, if it is not fruitful, you have the right to curse, to speak, to remove, to get it out of your way. Everybody say number two. We have to speak. We have to speak, and that's another way we use our faith. Number three, and most importantly today for this service and for probably where a lot of us are today, um, we need to go to, uh, let's see, it's Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, I don't have my my stuff, my Bible or or notes today. Ephesians 6 um, is where I want to go now. So in Ephesians 6, uh, it talks about the whole armor of God. Let's put that up there. You have that, Sister Marissa? All right. Let's take this verse by verse. Everybody say, finally. Everybody say, finally. That means the last thing I'm going to say to you is this. Paul talking to the church Ephesus, he said, the last thing I'm going to say to you is this. He says, okay, now let's wrap it all. I talked about love. I talked about, uh, you know, having love and having the, the fruit of the Spirit and all those beautiful things. I talked about having love in your life. Sorry, not the fruit of the Spirit. It's Galatians. But he says, finally, my brethren, he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Next verse, put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the, the wiles. And you know what that word wiles means? It means tricks, kind of like trick or treat. No, I don't want to talk about that anymore. That's why you shouldn't celebrate Halloween. See, the Bible says don't watch out for the tricks. Because uh, the devil uses the treats to get the tricks. See, that's, that's you got to watch out. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Everybody say Stand. That you may be able to, uh, uh, to work, no. That you may be able to speak, 
No, that you just may be able to just take it. Just, just take it. So put on the armor of God because when the devil comes against you, you need to be able to just stand. Everybody say stand. stand. Next verse. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Next verse, 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all. You worked it, you spoke it, and you're still struggling. Jesus help us right now. You've worked it, you've spoke it, and it's still coming against you. What kind of faith do you need right now? You need just to be able sometimes to just stand and take it. Because if you can learn how to use your faith to just stand, then you can be a victory and you can make it to the end and you can make it to those streets of gold. There, are, there is a place in your faith where simply standing is good enough for you. Everybody say stand. stand. So there are three, three levels to faith. And the last one is, is simply standing. Now I've heard people say, Pastor, I have just been through so much over my life. And we start to cry. And we nod our head and we cry and we, we get sad. But if you, if you slow it down and you take that in context, what a person is really saying, if they would just say it the right way, I have been through so much. It sounds so different whenever you, you have a different perspective, you see. I have had so many devils come up against me over my life. They have come against me, but I'm still standing Pastor, you don't understand how much I've faced in my life that should have killed me, but it did not kill me. That I really didn't know what else to do but just take it. And I've come to encourage someone today with this third level and tell you, you've got to have this level. At, at least you've got to be able to stand when the enemy comes against you. Because if you can just learn to use your faith to take it, you can be victorious. I know you've been through a lot. I know you've faced a lot. I know life has been tough. But here you are still in your faith. Here you are still still in your worship. Here you are still trusting God. Here you are still in this place. Why are you down and out? Why are you sad? Why are you frustrated? Look at you today. You've got the armor on. You've got your faith, your shield of faith. You've been able to deflect the fiery darts of the enemy. Why are you not celebrating? Why are you not praising? Why are you not giving God everything? You are victorious in this place today. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yes. Let's stand our feet right now and lift up our hands. We are victorious people today. <laughs> oh, you said it. I know you've said it before. You said, Pastor, it's been so tough. The devil is a liar. All you are is a conqueror. All you are is victorious. All you're doing is telling me that your shield worked, that your armor worked, that your God was faithful. 
This church right here is a church full of armor. But I don't feel very victorious, but here you are. <laughs> I, I, I work, but nothing happens. I speak, and nothing happens, but you're standing, and that's the third way you use your faith. There are seasons where all you can do is stand. This is not a bad thing, ladies and gentlemen. This doesn't mean you're weak, ladies and gentlemen. Just, just the fact that some of you got through the abuse. And you're still here. Testifies to the power of my God. Knowing your story, knowing what you face that only God knows, the torment that you have been through, and yet here you are lifting up your hands. I'm telling you, you have faith. I'm telling you, you can do anything. I'm telling you, you can work in the Spirit. You can speak to a mountain. If you've got faith to stand, you've got faith to speak, and you've got faith to work. Oh, God, help us right now in this place to understand who we are in this service. This place is full of armored up saints of God who have been standing firm. Got pain in your body right now, but you're still at church. I'm telling you, you're a warrior for Jesus Christ. You've had marriage after marriage. You've had problem and pain after pain, but yet here you are right now. You're single and you're not married yet, but yet here you are right now. I'm telling you, you have faith and the devil is a liar. And yes, you will be saved. And no, you're not crazy. And no, you're not going to be lost forever. And it feels like you're not spiritual. But if you could just stand to the last day, for he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. You can't stop smoking your cigarettes. You think you're a loser, but here you are. There's people in this church that battle with greater health issues than you, but yet you feel like that you're a failure, feel like you can't make it, but why, why, sir, why do you keep coming to the house of God with your addiction? Because you've got faith. Even while you smoke, you've got faith. You're still standing. You should be out. You should have quit, but you're still coming. And that means if you just have faith as a grain of mustard seed, God can grow something in your life today. Say it, I've been through so much. From now on, say it the right way. From now on, use it as a testimony. From now on, when you say I've been through so much, you say I've stood up to a lot because of the shield of faith, because of my God's protection. I have been preserved through, through all kinds of abuse, all kinds of pain, and yet here I am. I live in poverty, but I'm blessed and rich and highly favored of God. The world needs to hear about this church. The world needs to hear the clanking armor through the halls of your, of your job and through the supermarkets. The world needs to not just see that you're just barely getting by. They need to see the enemy that comes against you. If they don't know about the devil, then they can't see the testimony. Listen, y'all, there are real fiery darts that come against you. Now, they can't see the fiery darts. All they see is you standing. That's why you've got to lift up your voice and say, let me tell you about the enemy. Let me tell you about what I've been through. 
Let me tell you about this dart back in 1995 that came on a night when I didn't know if I was going to make it. Let me tell you about that dart back in 2005 whenever I was awakened in the middle of the night and there's nightmares and pain. Let me tell you about the enemy that came against me. If you knew my story, you'd understand that my God is greater than it seems like he is. You have more faith than you realize. Think of your greatest challenge. Others would have quit. Others would have gone to drugs and alcohol. Others would have said, I'm done. Think of the thing that should have crushed you, that you, you torment about, that you think about. It's a testimony that you are stronger in your faith than you realize. So you have it. We just proved it. So use it. So use it. Stop looking in the mirror and seeing someone who doesn't have faith. Stop looking in the mirror and measuring yourself among others. Uh, you measure it off of the darts that have come against you. Not against the way others look like they've handled their fight. Your stories shock me. Your stories blow my mind. I can't imagine the things that many of you have gone through and the pain you have felt. I imagine more now than ever because of my pain and what I have gone through. Now I understand so much more about hurt and turmoil. I've really had it good. I realize that. But when I hear your story and I see you come to church, it matters a lot to God. It matters a lot to me. It matters a lot to the world. So why are you ashamed of the darts that have come your way? Because if you will learn to express the fight that you've been through, then you will be able to see that you're stronger than you realize. And the world will be able to see the power of God working through you, you have more faith than you realize. But the chance he had a stroke a while back, and yet he still comes in church, arm barely moving. He still pushes through and he sits through service, even if he has to leave sometimes early. That's called faith, ladies and gentlemen. Something you don't need to raise the dead. You just need to keep standing. Because it would be almost the same thing. Some of you are the dead. And you're still standing. Can we stop measuring our faith? Because Romans 12 says that every man was given a, a measure of faith. That's right, Brother Ray. He knows his word. Everyone was given a measure of faith. You've got it. You're using it. And the devil's tried to lie to you because he's tried to tell you that the attack is the evidence of your lack of faith. But you look back at him and tell him, as long as I'm still standing, it's evidence that I have faith. have faith. Yeah. You have faith. You have it. Sister Heather has faith. Mark has faith. Bobby has faith. Keeps getting that suit on and coming to church even with doubt sometimes in his mind. Some of y'all show up late because you just kind of barely coming in, but that's a little bit of faith. 
Some of y'all just, just kind of sit through service and you, you don't know if maybe you should pray, but that's still faith, y'all. It's not as much faith as I'd probably like to see, but hey, it don't matter. You got to use what you've got. The devil is a liar. Some of you are barely floating, but that's enough faith for God to spark a miracle in your life right at this very moment. <laughs> I thought sometimes, Lord, if I could just have faith like, like Lee Stone King or like Brother Poe, just go down to New Orleans and just cast out devils as I walk down the street. If I could just have faith like that, but the Lord spoke to me and said, you can't measure your faith of somebody else. Because what you're facing is different than what they're facing. And you have got to understand it looks different on everybody. You know what? This is going to help cure a lot of judgment in the church right now. Because we judge spirituality off of how it looks on the outside. When we should be judging it off of the past that you've had to come over. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. We have measured faith off who's had it the easiest. Jesus, help me, Lord. We've got young preachers that never had a bad day in their life getting up in the pulpit talking about how they believe God can do anything. They don't even know. I didn't know. Hey, it's easy to preach about faith when you never had a storm. Right. <laughs> it's easy to get up here and be like, oh, God is so good when your parents bought your braces and you had what you needed. But you go through something and then you see if you've got faith or not. I just thought I had faith until I had a trial. I just thought I was strong until I hit rock bottom. And now my heroes have changed in the church. Now my heroes are people that have gone through hell. Now you are my heroes. Now you're the ones I believe will turn the world upside down. Jesus, help us, God, see faith the right way. Would you lift your hands right now in the name of Jesus? Oh, God. Oh, God, encourage us right now. From all over this place, God, would you level the playing field? Would you help us realize who really has faith right now? You should have quit a long time ago. You should have quit, but you're still here. Why are you here? Because you have enough faith to make it to heaven one day. Oh, God. how I feel in the Holy Ghost to to end service. If you feel like you've relatively had a a pretty good life 
like I did. I want you to come up to the front just for a moment so that we can kind of draw a line for a moment. You've had a pretty good life. I mean, it wasn't like horrible, all these horror stories. There's people here. You had a pretty good life. You had bad days. Parents got mad at you. I want you to come up real quick. You got to decide for you if you think it was pretty rough. Some of y'all, it was rough. Stay where you are. But if you think it was pretty good, I'm not talking about money and stuff. I'm talking about you weren't really tormented. Like it didn't really just have a moment of darkness. Just come up here. Just come up to the front as close as you can, just real quickly. Thank you so much. Hey, this is a blessing. This is good, right? This is the way it should be. We should have had a good life. We should have been taken care of. We should have had a good church. Things should have gone pretty well for us. But it doesn't go that way for most people, as you can see. So we have less baggage than other people, right? Less things we had to overcome and face. Less than others. Okay? I relate with you. But I want all of you at the front that came to the front to look out at these people. Turn around, face them. Because for a long time in the church, those of us who haven't had it as bad have had a hard time loving, understanding, and believing in people who have had it bad. We have to realize, though, what age we're living in. The majority of people have been completely devastated at one point of their life or another. We have got to flip the script around and realize that those who have been through so much pain and so much hurt, just the fact that they've been able to come in this place and worship, it means something. And listen, if you were raised in church, you had it good. You had it good. There are people that never got to experience some of the things that I got to experience. I was mad growing up because I had to go to church on Sunday night and not get to go hang out with my friends. That's what made me angry. That was my issues, my problems. While others were out there just barely hanging on. So what I want to do in this place is just show you that we have got to be sensitive to those people around us and also to empower the rest of you. Listen to me. You are not lesser than because you have a bad history. You are not second-class saints because you have gone through pain and torment and hurt. You can be, you should be used by God. You should be used by God. Would you please tell your stories? Would you please tell your stories? Would you please thank you, Sister Martha, for testifying your testimony on Facebook because you're changing people's lives. Barely recognize her picture of who she used to be. God is so good. So one more time, would you lift up your hands right now in this place? God, level the playing field right now in our church. There is no one better than another. There is nobody else, God. We all need to learn to have faith. Some of us have had it easier. Some have had it harder. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, right now, God, I've come to level the playing field. God, use us all. God, speak to us all. In the name of Jesus, right now. God, right now, help us, Lord. Help us, God, to use our faith to stand in the land.
last days to stand. In the last days to stand. About your song in the eight day of my love, oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Can I pray right now over all of us? Would you listen? Lord, Lord, help us never to look down on others for their struggle. Help us, God, to never get frustrated with people who have a past. Help us never give up on those quickly who we should really just be celebrating the fact that they've walked in these doors. Help us, God, to celebrate with those who just the fact that they're here, it says a lot. Help us, God, to find those, those diamonds hiding among us so that we can push them to ministry and push them to being used by God. God, we pray that condemnation would leave this place right now. That all the weight of what's been done to them, of what they've done to themselves, would be released so the ministry can rise up and faith can be used and we can speak to mountains and we can work and serve. God, right now, that is your goal for the service today, Lord, to raise up the people of faith to be used by you, Jesus. To be used by you, Lord. I pray that over our church, God, because there is enough faith right now in this place for a miracle. You hear me, church? There's enough faith in this place right now for a miracle. Oh, woo! I felt that pushback. Hold on, musicians, hold on. There is enough, enough faith in this place right now for a notable miracle to take place. You know why we haven't seen miracles? Because we didn't know we had faith. Because we look across this place and we see pain and hurt and broken families and we think that equals we don't have faith. The devil is a liar. There, are, there is more faith in this place that you realize because of the stories you have. Some of y'all, you've got more faith than you even know. And it's untapped faith. And in the name of Jesus, I want to release you right now to realize that you have every right to lift your voice up right now and begin to speak to mountains that are in the way of revival, in the way of the church, in the way of your family. You've got more faith than you know, and the devil is a liar right now. How many believe me right now? You've got faith. Have I convinced you today in the Holy Ghost? <laughs> I feel the release of the Holy Ghost right now. Here's what's going to happen for the next few moments. Some of y'all are about to lift your voice up, and you're not just going to be standing in your faith. You're going to start to speak to things that have been in your way for quite a while, and the Lord is going to move some things out of your path and over to this ocean. Jesus, right now. Are you ready to lift your voice up? Think of something right now you can't change with your works, but you need to have this thing thrown. In the name of the Lord, lift up your voice across this place right now and begin to speak to the mountains that you can't work your way out of. I mean, call it out. I mean, curse it. I mean, speak to it and let it be gone. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. 
I speak it. I curse it. I curse that pain in the name of Jesus that creates unfruitfulness. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're speaking right now. That's it. Use your voice. Come on. You have to have faith to speak. You've got faith. Lift your voice up and use your faith right now. That's it, Brother Chansey. Use your faith and speak right now. Come on. You've overcome. You've overcome. You're at church right now. You've overcome. Use your faith. Speak in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, speak to us right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, speak to us right now. I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. Uh, I feel the power of God in this place. Jesus. Come on, the Holy Ghost is showing. The Holy Ghost is speaking right now in this service. That's it, Brother Ray has faith. Use your faith, Brother Ray. Use your faith. Oh, God. Woo! Yeah, I feel it in this place rising. I feel it in this place rising. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, I feel it in this place rising. You put up with hell every day, you've got faith. Your shield is working, you've got faith. Your armor's working, you've got faith. In the name of Jesus, it's in this place right now. You can speak. God will move. God will speak. God will move through your faith. That's it. Sister Lorena has faith with all the pain in her body. She has faith. Speak Holy Ghost right now. Come on, the Lord is talking to me in this place right now. I feel his word. In the name of the Lord Jesus. There is a fig tree on your path, says the Lord. The Lord is speaking right now. Listen to me. There is a fig tree on your path that is not fruitful. And this thing is a symbol that needs to be cursed because it's keeping fruit from growing in your life. And right now, in the name of Jesus, you need to recognize the fig tree on your path that is a symbol of the thing keeping you from having fruit in your life and your ministry. And in the name of Jesus, you need to speak to that thing and curse it right now in Jesus' name. There is a mountain stopping you from having fruit in your family and your ministry in the name of Jesus Christ. Who is the Lord speaking to right now that you need to speak to that thing and curse that thing and dry it up because it is keeping you from being fruitful. Because you look fruitful on the outside, but there's no fruit coming out of your life. You need to curse that thing and speak to it right now. Let it dry up and die right now. You've got the power, according to your faith, to speak to the things that are killing your ministry. In Jesus' name. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
Jesus' name. My Lord, speak, Lord. Come on, we're talking to people right now in the Holy Ghost. You look good on the outside, but you're not producing fruit. And some things need to be killed off. Some things need to be removed out of your life right now in Jesus' name. There's some deep things that are causing, inhibiting growth in our health. In the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost is reaching for us right now. You have the power to call them out to speak to them and remove them right now before they ruin the future of your ministry. Don't just look like you can do it, but seek out the thing that has no fruit, no value. It just looks right. Speak to that mountain. Get it out of your life. Get it out of your life. Out of the way. Let it dry up right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Come on, use your faith, church. Use your faith. Use your faith. Unlock us today, Lord. Unlock our speech. Unlock our voices. Unlock us to be able to work in the Spirit, to serve in the Holy Ghost, to speak against mountains in our way. Unlock us today, God, to be able to stand firm. Oh, yeah. Woo! Jesus' name.